Hello everybody, just before I start into the episode this week, I wanted to give a big shout out to everybody who's been supporting the podcast this year. Um, It's honestly just blown up out of way more than I thought ever would have happened and I've had the pleasure of chatting to people that I've always dreamed of but never thought could happen. So yeah, uh, I'm sitting here, it's Christmas Eve and I'm editing off the last podcast for this year's season. Anyways, do not fret through. I will be back in the new year and with plenty more guests lined up um, and yeah, some more ideas. So please do keep on uh, checking with me. Um, I'll make sure to post everything up on socials when I'm coming back on. But yeah, this is going to be the last one for the 2020 season anyways. Um, so yeah, thank you so much for everybody who's listened and enjoyed the podcast and I can't wait for you guys to all hear what I've got lined up in the new year. Anyways, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year and please enjoy the last episode of 2020's Fit Reviews. Bye! But I was running through the airport once and I they <laughs> fell out of my mouth as I was running through a gate and as I turned around, <laughs> someone picked them up and I was like, this, like someone picking up your teeth and then I saw who it was sorry, sorry I believe you've dropped, dropped your, teeth. your teeth it was the happy pair twins oh god who sorry dude you forgot your, you lost your teeth and I was like am I dead am I dead is this is this have I I, I constantly think I'm dead and I'm like there's we, some, some sort of written. simulation thing that's happening because that's how who turns around and sees the happy pair twins holding their teeth that is not something that happens <laughs> ever to anyone other than me. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to another episode of Finterviews. I'm your host, Connor Finn, and on this week's episode, I was thrilled to be joined by the wonderful Stephen Byrne. Stephen is a presenter, broadcaster and filmmaker, probably best known for his multitude of work on RT, including his own radio show on RT2FM. We chatted about Stephen's unconventional journey into the national spotlight, from finding himself on YouTube to being scouted for RT's YouTube, pulling pints underage and telling producers to F off, chancing his way to the Oscars, knocking himself out in front of A-list celebrities, getting hit by a car, robbed in an airport and spitting his teeth out live on air. <laughs> This has been one of the wildest interviews I've had the pleasure of recording and Stephen was honestly just the most open, honest and probably genuinely resilient guest I've ever had on the show. So I hope you guys really do enjoy this episode. So without further ado, please enjoy this wild episode of interviews with the wonderful Stephen Byrne. Well, welcome back to another episode of interviews. On this show this week, I'm delighted to have on the lovely uh, Stephen Byrne. How's it going, Stephen? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing not too bad. Yeah, we've uh, been chatting away. Um, that's why I thought I need to record because I was thinking, God, we're going <laughs> to, like, I'm just going to be chatting to you all night. I arrived here in a, a, a mayhem uh, tornado, basically, that <laughs> sums me up in a nutshell, just coming into my house, swirling and just knocking <laughs> off things and then just doing what I have to do. So thank you yeah. so much because I am late and you're very <laughs> gracious about it. So I really appreciate it. Yeah, maybe it's just a bit of foreboding for the end. Future, you know what I mean? It's kind of like, yeah, what is the storm going to happen today? And then it's like, <laughs> set right down. That was actually the calm before the storm. This is like the real shit show. Um, but uh, yeah, welcome on to the show. I'm delighted to have you on. Um, 
But for maybe people that don't know you, who you are, Stephen, um, <laughs> rude, honestly. Uh, oh. Yeah, gosh, Jesus. I, well, I don't even know who I am, and I've been on this earth for 30 years, so I think <laughs> I wouldn't suspect that anybody else would have a clue. So. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe for the, the odd chance, I mean, because I'm a big fan of yourself, I mean, uh, but uh, for the odd chance that maybe somebody's listening that knows me, that maybe doesn't know you, I know, so, some... Maybe my mum. I don't know. <laughs> a little bit about yourself, your background, you know, where you're from, like kind of what you're known for. It because um, I say this on every kind of episode, I'm not going to tell the person what they're known for it because I've screwed that up already. Uh, this is very much a learned experience. Um, but yeah, just tell us a wee bit about yourself for maybe those um, that don't know. Originally grew up in Australia um, for a number of years and then like moved to Ireland. But um I, I guess so there's a bit of that but I guess in terms of where people know me from probably a multitude of different things I started off on YouTube um when I was a teenager and that was that's still something that crops up in in, in Twitter uh and, and and Instagram some people I'm like how the hell are you following me and it's like okay just they're like people from America or places like that um so I was a YouTuber for a number of years and that went very well and then I started in kids TV when I was about 17 um in RTE and did a number of shows including a show called Two Tube um with Blonde Tracy and we did that for six years and that was daily kind of a Monday to Friday live show. Um, I do Oscar coverage for RTE and then radio as well. So working 2FM um, on weekends and I've done that for the last kind of six years. So uh, yeah, multitude of different things. So I like, I couldn't kind of, I guess I'm a broadcaster is probably the easiest way to put it. <laughs> but when I say I'm a broadcaster, I feel like uh, yeah, a real sense of, you know, uh, you're just like, like am syndrome. I? Yeah. <laughs> really? Is that a, no, no. Pat Kenny's a broadcaster. I'm not a broadcaster. Do you know what I mean? Broadcaster feels like I'm wearing a suit and tie. I'm yeah, like, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm so glad that I let you do that because, like, as you said, you're such an eclectic background. And, like, funny enough, that's what I kind of would, like, originally have, like, kind of ran into yourself from was YouTube, like, coming um not to make you feel old all because you're not even you're not all but it is funny it. when like like <laughs> it is funny when i'm kind of like oh my god like two tube yeah like because i remember listening to like your shows on 2fm and i was like mm-hmm. like any kind of interviews i'd heard you in afterwards when you're being like yeah that's what i did i was like oh my god that's what i like you know what i mean like you don't click on to like this is what this person yeah like, was doing because yeah. it was a show that was pretty much in everybody's living room every day and I forgot mm-hmm. that it was like it was between Home and Away and The Simpsons and Neighbours so like even if you didn't want to watch this you had to because you were coming home and watching Neighbours or, or Home and Away and The Simpsons so you'd be like oh Jesus they're on five <laughs> minutes alright The Simpsons is back okay there we go so we were pretty much thrust into people's lives the second they, they turned on the TV every day after school um, mm. but it was it was great yeah we did it for six years and I made you know one of my best friends Blonded um, out of it as well and we got to do some crazy things absolutely insane things uh you know it started off kind of doing interviews kind of then i love film and that's what kind of got me into doing um a lot of the interview stuff that i do today and even went to the oscars for the first time with with youtube so we just had kind of ways of getting around the fact that we had no money to do anything but we had big dreams to do a lot of things with the show so uh we kind of just threw stuff at the wall and saw it stuck and uh it just yeah it was a bit of a roller coaster for six years and I started it when I was like 20 so in that sense I was I was still very young um and yeah I have friends who are like I grew up with you and I'm like god how old are you (laughs) but then it's because no i did like first for actually the first time i did teach you i did it for a year at 18 and i did it on my own and then i left it for two years to do another show and came back so like i i I was doing it kind of at a very young age um so yeah it it does make sense that you know 
friends who are like four years younger than me even they're like oh, I was a teenager watching him and I'm like don't make me feel like I'm 50 <laughs> like please but I was very lucky I was very fortunate to get a break kind of very young and and get in there so that I could make the mistakes and and luckily learn learn a few things yeah it's mad like because that's such a young age to be starting out like especially like just you know what I mean but like obviously like you haven't really been hitting any stagnants on the road I mean god I mean you're on the Finterviews podcast Jesus I <laughs> thought you'd be here things are going well yeah I mean really maybe this is like the peak like I do always tell my guests like it does tend to go downhill from here but like that's why none of them communicate with each other although you were saying you were listening to a couple of the episodes so you you may have realized yeah like people's careers tend to hit a bit of a stagnant after this and it's downhill I'm due a plateau I really am due a plateau to be honest so Mm. I mean But I suppose, like, I mean, as you're saying there, like, you're saying, like, how you're starting out. I mean, YouTuber kind of, like, going, like, feeding, like, into this, like, world, you know, of media. And then, as you're saying, Oscars and, like, what you're doing now, like, broadcasting, like, on national radio, chanting, like, movie stars and, like, rock stars fucking every day. Like, even, like, you're saying, like, today, you're like, oh, sorry, I was like, wasn't actually work today, but was chatting to, like, Little Nas X. Like, I mean, like, <laughs> does there ever get to, like, that stage where it's, like, you're, like... Like, do you realize how is like, this... jammy it is? Yeah, it's like class. It, it becomes very normal. Um, and then because <laughs> I guess, you know, there is, a, I've been doing it for 13 years pretty much. So there is an element of it becoming very normal, but then it's not. And I think actually this year has really made it, cemented it in that sense mm. because I was going and doing interviews abroad mostly for mm. like, we'd go to London and meet people. And, you know, it, it very much was like a bit of a blur because you'd go over there and sometimes I'd be back in Dublin by 2 p.m. And I'd be like, did that happen? What was that? <laughs> I'd be on dream. my couch really tired. Like, ah. And for my housemates, like they would always kind of just think of it as, you know, like, oh, Stephen's going off and doing that. And then it would happen. And then they'd see it and they'd be like, oh, cool. That's yeah, that, that's what it is. But I think now that they're walking past my bedroom and they're hearing Miley Cyrus talking, they're like, what? Because I'm doing it all on Zoom. So I think that for me has gone, oh yeah, this is weird. This isn't the most normal job in the world. Um, but it is not. It, I think I had to sort of make it sort of normal at a point because that was the point where it was I really had to, to not freak out every time mm. that I was I was chatting to someone that I was a really big fan of, which still happens. And you know, you you, you manage to like maintain the freak out for before and after, and then somehow that fifteen minutes you're 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 totally fine. And then after you go, <gasps> oh, like you've just like come out of like a, a swimming pool that you've been drowned in for like an hour. Um, so it yeah it it it. it it is weird how nonchalant you can be with like being like, Oh yeah, that's what I'm doing tomorrow or whatever. Um, but you st- I still do appreciate it majorly. And it's, it's a, it's an amazing thing, especially when big kind of people come along that you really appreciate and you really enjoy. And, um, you really want to kind of get into a, a meaty conversation with it. It's, it's really lovely. <laughs> no! <laughs> I mean Did I, I can, go like I oh there you are great <laughs> I heard like a very like distant scream kind of carry away yeah yeah <laughs> yeah and then it just kind of froze and I was like I I, I don't know why they react I don't know why to just start swearing again or yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did you get did you get most of that though yeah got most of it yeah 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 Brilliant. yeah but <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> but i mean as you're saying oh. like yeah like it's one of those ones as well that like that's what like i love there's like anybody that's been chatting to so far um like just i'm always 
so interesting like kind of people's lives or what they're doing stuff like this and it is hilarious until you're kind of like chatting with people being like you know you have done this like it's not until like they kind of you know registered it back in their minds that they're going yeah like actually you need to kind of have this like time to like like actually realize like what the fuck like it's it's mad like you know there are those instances as well where like i completely forget about things i've done completely (laughs) and then um uh, you do I have friends like maybe we go see a movie or something and be like have you met anyone or have you met anyone in the movie and I'd be like and I'll be like all of them <laughs> I think that sort of feeling of, oh wow yeah because it does become there's very much um uh you know your work life and then your your personal life and stuff and it, there there is that separation where you're like oh yeah I kind of just go and do that and then you 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 don't think about it until like something really cool comes along and you're like, Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, no, this is, whoa. But, um, no, it is, it is mad. Um, but it becomes, it does become very normal, but it is when people mention like things you're like, Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I was actually like chatting to like Danny DeVito like the other night. Yeah. Yeah. No, actually it was pretty good. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's strange. <laughs> but I suppose as well, like it seems to be something that you've, you know, fall into quite comfortably and it's like as you said like it was stuff like even like the films filmmaking stuff that you've been doing like it's like it's always lend yourself like well it seems to have been something that's quite natural but like was there like was this something that you genuinely like always had passion for or like was there potentially like another path that you ever had in mind because it seems like you're one of the few that like actually like aimed for it and like you know it's carried on through where it's like so many other people have gotten to like different industries whether you know they're presenters whether you know like whatever they're doing musicians like they of comedians they fall into out of like absolute chance like yeah completely different yeah but did you always kind of have this passion for it i didn't think i did but (laughs) then i actually found this the other day and i'll read it to you which is very very funny because oh, it's <laughs> yeah this is hilarious um my mum found a letter oh no not my well my mum found the letter in the house but I forgot I had it um yeah given to me by Sinead Kennedy I don't know if you know she's presenter of winning streak yeah um so Sinead used to host a show called Satitude on RT and um apparently I was a very big fan of it <laughs> 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 mm, wow! But, I didn't expect you to be like the target audience, but okay. <laughs> yeah. But um, back on the thirtieth of June, two thousand and five, and this is a, an email that Sinead Kennedy found in her because she's she's what? very she keeps absolutely everything that she she gets like she's just files everything, um, <laughs> even emails from ki- from kids. But yeah, she keeps her receipts. I know oh, she would trust me. I wouldn't trust. I love her to bits. She would absolutely and utterly nail you to the ground if you didn't like went against her. So she has her receipts in check. Um, but she, yeah, she found this and she just came to my desk and went um, about a year ago and was like, "This you?" <laughs> I was like, and I read it and I was like, "Yeah." that's that's me so um, <laughs> just going scarred so says, up being like oh excuse me i'm just about to like melt under the desk here like. exactly oh um, hey attitude. the only part of my weekend that's actually planned uh, for the new series you could have a section where you bring children and teens on the show to make their dreams come true it's a good idea right imagine the smiles that you would give us teens and children also another thought i had was to have a section where it was you have a child facing off in challenges against their mum or dad. The loser gets gunged. Also, I want to say that in the future, I want to get into television and film directing. 
Would there be a possibility that I could get a behind-the-scenes look at the studio? Not to be on the show, but to see everything and how it works and how modern <laughs> television studios are run. I have already made about three or four short films. Liar. Um, <laughs> and I'm planning to make a feature-length film. Never happened. I also spent two weeks last summer and the year before on a film course. That was true. Um, <laughs> I would be thrilled and I would relish the opportunity to see how you make such a great show. Um, please, if you can, reply to any of the things that I've mentioned in this email. Keep up the good work. Yours sincerely, best regards. Yours sincerely, best regards. Uh, Stephen Byrne, age 14. Um, and oh, my God. She, she found that and went, this year when I went, yeah. <laughs> and not only that, but I ended up five five years after that hosting the den with her for christmas and then the year after starting a show called the rumor room where we hosted it together so how crazy is that that's madness uh, yeah so I, I obviously did have the idea that i wanted to do it um mm. and i think i don't think about it too like much about because that, that, i just can't get my head maybe um into what i was thinking when i was like 17 or 16 too much because uh, i think it was quite a weird time i was still yeah. coming to grips with being gay and all this stuff so i think i blocked out a lot of trauma from that time <laughs> but i think that i started youtube and stuff it, with that intent because i do have a very very vivid image of my mom coming up to my bedroom at about four in the morning and i was editing a youtube video where my entire room was covered in tin foil to make it look like a spaceship <laughs> and my mom went relatable content i get relatable yeah. content yeah <laughs> my, i remember my mom going steve would you please go to bed <laughs> and she was like i'm gonna switch off the internet and i shouldn't stand like that and um i turned to her and i remember turning to her and screaming I'm creating a brand. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh my god. And this is before the internet was anything and like, you were a loser for being on it and it was never like something that um you know people people would judge me for doing YouTube and stuff. She went, "What?" And I remember, oh my god, I must have been 17 and I went I I I think I said to her something along the lines of, "One day someone like Orsi is going to come and see this and they're going to blah, blah, blah. And it happened a year later. So, I mean, like, whatever balls I had. And I don't know where I had the balls for that because I was a hermit in school. Like, I was... Someone came to me in fourth year and said, are you new? Like, so, like, I wasn't <laughs> oh someone God. that was in any way... Um, uh, you know, I, I had no... Not many social skills. Mm. <laughs> it was not... It wasn't a you know, big uh, noise in the classroom. I wasn't super confident cheeky and, yeah you know you were the busy funny writing. guy i mean you were busy writing you know like letters to the rt being like mm, your show could be improved if you let me see around it you know what i mean but, that's what she like, was like i was like i'm a big time <laughs> big time filmmaker yeah you fucking give me a chance you bastards <laughs> i was like it wasn't that cute and she went no Stephen, that's like you're basically telling us like you're like i love your sh- but it could be better <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the scattering, like, like, I suppose it kind of fills a slot. I don't think I I ever watched it. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, maybe that's what it was. You were just busy enough. You were just too cerebral, you know, thinking about the bigger picture. Yeah. Or then being like, oh, have I seen you? Or being like, Mm -hmm. "Uh, sorry, no, I'm uh, on the internet. I was but learning like, to play the game early yeah. on. I think that's what I was doing. <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was a very lovely thing to find. And then there was that sort of, I guess, that element of, you know, being like, oh, we, I think we rarely look back and think, you know, oh, well done. Like, you know, to the, you know, someone who might be like, oh, oh will I start a podcast? Will I not? Will I mm. get that together? And then you kind of looking back now and seeing loads of episodes and being like, oh, well done. I've done it. You know, never yeah. thinking back on the person that you 
maybe had the thoughts before of being like, is that the right thing to do? Mm. So it's nice to look back on, on baby Steve and then and go, oh, well done. Oh. <laughs> hey, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Fair play, you did it. You did it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, going from, yeah, you finally made it like from proper like teenage angst of like, get out of my room, I'm trying to make it. Do you know what I mean? To be like, well, I'm, I'm, I'm doing pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah no it's been but it's also it's about it's very humbling those sort of things because you're like oh that's that's lovely to see because I, I don't mm. think a lot of people don't really look back so much um and you get very much caught up in the now but I would be very much someone who kind of is like is I'm a big like ponderer of nostalgia and looking back and thinking like like years ago and not yeah not very much living in the moment as much as i probably should no to be fair you literally made like a film about like you looking back at like what was it like the that was actually like, oh, crazy oh, the, enough. My, my equivalent to you writing to Sinead was me writing to you, I think, on Instagram, where I was like, I really fucking liked your video. It was something about, it was that, um, oh, yeah, the capsule, you, the time capsule. Yeah, the it? time capsule. So, I mean, yeah, come on now. Yeah, you've got it, you know, you've got your own receipts. Yeah, Jesus. I do have my own film. receipts. God. I have 13, 14 years of receipts on the internet because unfortunately, <laughs> I was one of the early adopters of every single social media platform before anybody was on it. So, there is a history of Stephen Byrne and the length of his fringe online <laughs> in my emo days <laughs> that I'll yeah, never be able I mean, to run away from. One of the OGs, yeah, I get you. you <laughs> but I suppose as well, like um, from like as you said, like getting into this, like it seems to be like something that you've like had a pass for, where you knew it or not. I mean, mm. clearly, cle- clearly, it was in some kind of some conscious, but you've always kind of been like, I suppose, like in that kind of creative field. Yeah, whether you're kicking your mom out of your room, you know, where you're making music videos to like giving suggestions to producers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, um, but like, I suppose you're all, like that probably speaks more to you like that you you know are having these like creative like mindsets and like this creative skill set as well but I suppose like what has kind of been the inspiration behind like particularly your like content in terms of like your broadcasting style and like the filmmaking stuff that you make like is there anyone or anything that like particularly influences you that in the stuff that you make or like even like how like yeah where you kind of aim to go with like certain things like say when mm. you come on to an interview are you kind of be like this is like someone that i was listening to or like like what's the kind of thought process because i'm just very curious yeah uh yeah a mix i think uh, early on it, it, it probably um because i started obviously with youtube so like mm. I've, i found a community was what kind of influenced me initially in terms of where i wanted to go but um, in terms of like, I feel like it's changed so much over the years. Yeah. Like I've been obviously in RT, working with RT for 13 years. So definitely my like influences is, you know, inspiring me to, to do certain things, be certain things or, or, or think about my career has definitely mm. it changes yearly, I would say. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> um, but initial days, it would have been the, the YouTubers who were kind of shaping um, what I would have thought to be content for young people. And at the time, content for the future and mm. and people definitely weren't looking at it in that way. But it did. It ended up doing it. Oh, so, my God. Like, and yeah. Especially with kids TV and, and all that. And that's where I began. So um, that was definitely from them. But then as I like moved into documentary and, and stuff like that, people like Stacey Dooley, amazing and um kind of uh, those sort of uh, documentaries really kind of got me buzzed to start doing stuff that I felt like showed a bit of vulnerability and mm. also um, had, um, you know, a good good message um, that could 
uh, that got got into a subject that affected me uh, personally. So I've done three docs pretty much now, and they've all been very much about my life and just <laughs> points that I'm like, oh God, do I have to bring that up again? Um, so I think, yeah, documentaries like that. And then radio, oh, there's so many people that inspire me on a daily basis um, all, all the time, uh, be it here and in the UK. Like I, mm. I try to listen to as much as possible and definitely my favorite show uh, changes consistently like I, I listen to someone for three weeks and then i'm hopping on somewhere else and i'll be listening to radio in australia and then listening to radio um oh you really you listen to radio australia and everything oh yeah well i think maybe it's just because i grew up there there's an element of that yeah and australian radio as well is just i think a, 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 oh. one of the big pinnacles oh. of, of radio broadcasting and they and the way they do it seasonal and stuff like that is quite interesting but you know even beyond what people would even say you know kyle and jackie o is obviously the obvious one but like beyond that there's so much more yeah. Um, I would even listen to like radio in Dubai and places like that just to kind of see like and 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 just see what's going on and and the way people operate in different places but I think yeah Australia is definitely like it's it's where because you can do anything there as well like you oh, can you have no idea this is actually what I thought like before like I kind of like came down Dublin stuff like this like it's madness like whenever I'd be like ch- like you know going to school or whatever like this sit with yourself like kind of flicking through like radio stations like just because I'm from Armagh originally so you yeah. actually get like both you can get like Radio 1 like and then you can also get like 2FM and stuff like yourselves but I remember like very vividly noticing the difference when it was like because I don't think there's like um equivalent to like is there an equivalent to like Ofcom or like a regulatory body kind of like that? Yeah, way? It would, or BAI, but not in the same sort of way. Yeah, I guess, as, <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. I think I was listening to like Brack Show of like was like um Keith and like Bernard and Jen yeah, and stuff yeah, like yeah. this, and I was literally just being like, you know, listen away as a kid being like, oh, this is grand, yeah, like switch between channels, and then next thing there was like just like swore and just like happened like <laughs> dropping it like flat out and i was just being like sorry that's the fucking industry i want to work in like do you know what i mean i was like yeah i was like so, like do you know what i mean there's so many times that like i've been doing like wee bits are pacing to be like no you have to yeah really like work your way around here and i was like they seem to be having way more fun come on we, guys yeah jesus i'm way down the border before, i was like <laughs> what is the what is the sort of you know threshold for like um is did we have a what is it called? Like, a, do we have a point at night where we can change, you know, oh, and it goes, yeah, yeah, the yeah. watershed, is there a watershed? watershed yeah, and yeah. Um, I remember my boss going, no. I was like, what? <laughs> Why is there no watershed on Irish radio? And they're like, not technically there's not. I, was, I think I was playing at a gig from Letcher Picnic one year and it was, there was so much swearing in it and stuff. And they were like, just every few minutes, just go, just by the way, there's some swearing here. <laughs> I was like, All right. Okay, I'll let them know. But like, it's 3 p.m. Um, yeah. I, think, I think there is that sort of element of like, if there's context and if it's not gratuitous and mm. it feels like there's an element of you know why things are being said or all that mm. it's not as shocking and i think we no. don't find it as shocking in that way um whereas i think obviously it's it's in the uk it's a little bit more um thing but then in australia you could literally punch someone in the face on it oh, and you'd get away yeah. with it it's like literally like what that's what i was full, about to say full like, nu- <laughs> i know full nudity on the radio sounds weird but like you know completely, people completely make it in that kyle and jackie o's studio and things like that and you're yeah. just like all right they get away with murder <laughs> 
Oh, it's even the likes of, like, I remember, like, seeing, like, an ad coming up for, like, Love Island Australia. And I was like, wait, they have, like, a Love Island in Australia as well. And then they were just getting blitzed and just, like, <laughs> going at each other. And I was like, sorry, amazing content. But, like, Jesus, imagine, like, trying to be working on that show being like, oh, my God. Like. It's very, yeah, it's so funny. It's a very funny place. Like. <laughs> <laughs> but I suppose as well, like, God, we're getting, like, very deep into this, like, oh, yeah, me to talk, whatever, like this. Like, I know <laughs> what the fuck I'm talking about, but, like... Uh, but like I suppose before this like whole career and like media filmic broadcasting you know being in that kind of like spotlight maybe tell us about some of the like character building jobs I don't know if you know what that means um, kind of like I suppose the jobs that you had growing up that more maybe informed the person that you are today. So um, I don't know if you had many, you know, like horrendous. I did. No, I did. I was straight out of work when I was like 15, 16. (laughs) Yeah, no, 100%. Like that's what people think because I just started, I started when I was 17 um, working in in TV and things like that. They think, oh, and I was, you know, on YouTube and stuff. They're like, oh, I probably, that was it. And you're no, 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 no. I was straight out of work. Um, Oh, you've got your trauma. Love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I worked in a, a, a bar around the corner from my house um, called Baker's Corner, which I think is gone now. I think it actually just um, in the last year is gone. But um, it was, yeah, it was right beside IADT. I don't know if you know where IADT is in Dublin, but it's like a, an, an art college. And like it was just kind of mostly full of students um, from there and then locals. But it was, I was sick 15 i think 15 probably and legal love it was that legal <laughs> yeah i think it was and they were paying me heavily illegally as well like i think it was earning like four year an hour we got tips and stuff but like it was yeah, it was or three year an hour or something i don't know what it was. Oh, but it was good to get out and all that but i was very i was just very naive teenager and even like being around alcohol and stuff i just wasn't like i was a bit like oh god what's i was just i like i was I was so squeaky clean at that point. Like I was a brat. I was an absolute brat to my parents and everything, but I was just quite linear in my mind mm. thinking. So I felt like I was a fish out of water in there because like, I didn't grow up in pubs or I wasn't in pubs all the time with my parents or anything like that. So it was just not an environment I was used to. So I definitely felt a bit out of my depth and I, I wasn't the most socially um, uh, extra big. I wasn't a big extrovert. So there was big personalities amongst the lounge staff and I just sank in. Like I was just very much like, oh. um, but I did that. And then I left there. I did a day in Super Value. Um, I actually left halfway through my shift because I just, I, I couldn't cope. And I couldn't cope with the simplest thing, which is the simplest part of the job. But they showed me kind of the stock rooms. I was, again, just really intimidated by meeting new people, which is so mad because that's my job now. <laughs> so it's uh, it was, it's hilarious to think about. But I went in and then, oh my God, this fucking internet is... I can hear you now. I don't know if it's mine or yours. It's probably mine. I think it's mine. Oh, it's do you know what? Mine. It's probably a mix of both. Like, yeah. <laughs> but you get out of a zoom call if you're in a zoom call and you need to get out of it and some family or anything you're like yeah yeah oh i'm so glad (laughs) glad we're adding uh, today because like yeah 
Like I've frozen so many times and then just yeah. <laughs> no, but like I mean, you were just talking mm. about like the trauma you face, and I was like yes. having you, you know, relive. Yeah, for the content purposes, of course. Like, but like, yeah, like, but that's mad. Like as you're saying, like from like literally, your job is to meet people now, but like, from, yeah. like those jobs growing up. To be fair, that's a bit of like a baptism of fire to be chucked in fifteen working like in a bar. Like you're not just dealing with personalities; you're dealing with drunk personalities. Drunk personalities, as well. yeah, <laughs> yeah, majorly. Majorly, and then my teachers used to come in as well, and that was just awkward. They felt awkward. It was like catch them doing something legal, but it was like, no, you're just drinking. But like, still, it's like you're human now, and all this. But um, yeah, and then tried to. I got a job in Super Valley. I was like, hey, I'm gonna leave there and do this, and I did four hours of an eight-hour shift. And I remember, I remember the face of the guy who was mentoring me on the day, and all that sort of stuff, and bringing me around. I remember his face because it scared the hell out of me because I just the whole situation of meeting new people and just it just used to freak the hell out of me and. Um, I he brought me up to the stock room to look at all the stock and show me how to like refill the shelves. Mm. And I remember it left me on me on them for an hour, and I was like, "How do I know when to restock the shelves? What's the time? When am I supposed to do it? What if do I do it when there's three left, or there's two left, or there's none left? When do I restock them?" And then I left. I just left. I just I didn't even say anything. I just left, and I never went back. And even to this day, because it's super valley around uh, the corner from my parents' house. Like I, like I put my hood up when I go in there because I'm like they know they know that, that I'm the guy who left on that shift back in 2006. They're, they're, they've got oh, a picture of me. On yeah, yeah. Oh no, you you can't go back in there. I'll do you one better. Literally, one of my first very first jobs. Actually, I turned 16. Um, actually waited. Uh, I thought I, I thought I'd do it the proper way. <laughs> um, but dropped out loads CVs. My first place I got in with, I did half an hour in a restaurant. Um, and, uh, yeah, they were getting me to fill up, like, oh my God, it was the most tedious thing in the world, but they're getting me to fill up, like, red sauce, like, we ketchup bottles, but they're yeah. glass ones, like, but they're making me fill from a big tube to small ones, and, like, while I was there, I was just kind of, like, I'd actually been offered another job, another place that I was going to work the next day, and I was kind of just being like, oh, I should probably just be really open with them, let them know, and, uh, similar kind of stockroom situation where the guy kind of like brought me upstairs and then he gave me like an ultimatum he's like you're going if you go for this job like like you're going to be another monkey in the works whatever like this like you're going to be blah 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 like this was half an hour into like literally filling up like you know catch up and uh, like so <laughs> it was yeah we're not, yeah we're not changing lives here <laughs> but yeah literally like i remember like coming downstairs be like yeah thanks so much i think i'm i think i'm just gonna chat about this go. other one. Oh yeah but like couldn't go into it forever and then sure enough he turned up in the this uh pizza place i used to work for for again a scundering amount uh of like money like highly illegal yeah yeah um yeah but like yeah there's something about that really like where you just like like i can't go back to anywhere i've ever worked before like even no. a cafe i was in for three years i did not step up whenever i stepped out for last time i was like threads have been caught like and i can't like look around like i, I did starbucks that? for a year and a half as well and then that like i can't go into a starbucks ever again but i feel like every well at least 70 percent of gay men have worked in Starbucks at one point in their lives I think I, I just have this feeling like, you know, like it just seems like or at least have been a barista like, it's always, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, do you mean like it's, it's how you build character yeah exactly yeah. like <laughs> exactly and, oh my god full circle character building yeah <laughs> but so it's so wait yeah you went from bar to spar to Starbucks to Starbucks yeah and Bart, Bart, star. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was trying to roll into there, and then from that, Lechi into like, uh, like, 
Yeah, I remember I was handing my notice to, to Starbucks and be like, oh, I got a new job. And they were like, oh, what is this? What are you doing? I was like, I'm going to be a star. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, uh, I had to, yeah, I was, to be honest, I was going into my leaving cert year and, um, and uh, it was about, yeah, the end of fifth year. And I got an email from uh, someone in RT saying, Watch, yeah, imagine. <laughs> yeah, I've got vengeance business. <laughs> um, no, it was a producer from, from Young People's and he was starting a YouTube show called Apartment Red. And um, he was looking for someone. And luckily for me, the only other YouTuber who was actually the person who got me into uh, make, watching, watching YouTube videos and then making them eventually, um, the only other YouTuber was... Um, up north and uh they needed someone who could be kind of down all the time and they they just kind of went with me i know and uh he was the one who had inspired me so like i think they they went to go what's the easiest way to do this because they didn't have much money and you know getting him to move down he was still in school as well and they wanted someone who was young Hmm. so um and and, i heard you pulled a great pint so i mean yeah. yeah Yeah. No, that, <laughs> that like, definitely wasn't true. They never let me near the taps. They never <laughs> let me near the taps. No. Um, that was never, that never happened. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so that happened. Actually, the first call I got from RTE, um, they got my number off um, this other YouTuber um, who was actually living up in Donegal and she was doing a Leaving Cert kind of series of, blo- of blogs. And she gave my number because we had been on a channel together or something um called fresh air and um (laughs) love it i know and she she um, gave my number and he called she and and the guy called me the the producer and i thought it was a joke because i'd actually just left made plans to leave the school i was in at that point because i was getting so much shit for my youtube videos and people were just not being very kind about them so um i'd already planned to leave that school that i was in and my, I got the call and I was convinced it was someone from school. And I just went, fuck off. And I, I hung up. <laughs> Sorry, you get offered literally like, yeah. uh, but I mean, clearly it couldn't have done that much harm. They must have been like, this guy's hilarious. Call him back. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think they were like. But I mean, what? but as well, what like big dick energy to throw out straight off here. Like, <laughs> yeah, off. like, yeah. yeah, like, do, yeah, like, I don't do anything for anybody do, but do the BBC. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the um, fuck away. Yeah. I'm listening yeah, to this Australian yeah. radio. I'm running back over. <laughs> God. Um, but yeah, then saw the email, <laughs> saw the email on, on, on my, in my inbox and saw the official name on it and stuff and just went. Oh my God! And died, absolutely died. And um, yeah, I had to call my mom and be like, uh, "This, what do I do?" And I was freaking out because again, like I wasn't very like, like I'd be afraid to fo- make a phone call. Like I, I, that's how. I just was this. I was. I'm such a naive little boy, and um, uh, I called her, and she was like, "Well, you're not doing it, whatever it is." And I was like, "Why?" And she was like, "Because you're doing. You're leaving, sir. You're not doing. You can't be doing that." But she was kind of yeah, a little just reluctant, but because of that, she already knew that I'd been neglecting studies, and because I'd found kind of YouTube and and that sort of mm. stuff, and and YouTube for me was very much not just part of creating content and having that outlet it was actually the first time in my life that i met other people that were gay online mm. and and didn't know any gay people in real life and it was a real sense of finding myself in a community as much as it was creating things that were were you know having a giving myself that outlet for for content as well so um 
uh, yeah, so she then, yeah, I called them up and then they, I was like, can you call my mum? <laughs> so they I know I told her. you to fuck off, but like, yeah. also, mum wants to talk. <laughs> mum wants to talk to you. They and must be shit at being like, God, they're they're like, she's got to rip well, through. I thought they knew I was 17. Son. I thought they, they thought I was maybe a bit older. Um, <laughs> and there was that element of it as well, because they were like, ooh. But, um, and also that then my leaving cert was in play then. And, you know, they didn't want to be responsible for that going wrong. But um, <laughs> thank God it did, because it went back and did it 10 years later for them again. So, um, but because of that, yeah. So that she called, and then she called me back. She was like, "Okay, yeah, I think I think you should do this." And thus began a show called Apartment Red, and that was a YouTube show for two years. And yeah, then that comes the introduction to everything, which was actually acting. I did acting first. It was a, it wasn't a presenting show. It was almost like a, a sitcom, which is for, for oh, young people, which is yeah, mad I've, to think about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I've seen there's. Um... Jenny, I did do like a little bit of research, like, um, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure, yeah, I've seen some, uh, some, some interesting, um, fo- photo, uh, photo ops for it. Um, oh God. I don't know. Yeah. Was it like a stack of kind of like young people? Like, um, no, I'm not even sure. Like, I, like, I've a, vague... a multitude of anything. I've worked in kids' TV for eight years. There is everything Fair from enough. me with an emo fringe to me dressed up as a moor bag to me as an <laughs> elevator boy to me, like, that, like, <laughs> <laughs> it's great though it's a passport to be in like i do look back sometimes and i'm like because i have friends now we're like 21 22 23 and hmm. stuff like that and i'm like they're all so cool <laughs> they're all so cool everybody <laughs> now because of instagram everybody's so oh cool. no stop Whereas sorry I'm like when i was 21 i was dressed <laughs> as a I was just as an elevator boy like you know, <laughs> jumping around with jedwards like <laughs> I have a bit of begrudging to that Percy, like because even I feel like that, like for people that are younger than me, like I feel like they don't have like that awkward period. Like they somehow like skip over it. Yeah, skip they just. never had. They never had like. Do you know what I mean? Like I had like like me literally like the spackiest little preppiest boy in the world. Like and like I had like a little like Weibo face. Do you know? Like I like was this like Paramore, like Blake One Eight Two. Like I remember going to the shop at Belfast, fresh garbage, just get like fucking like you know the checkered wristbands and stuff. Yeah, like oh yeah, god. Yeah. And nobody gets that anymore. And they never because have like... we weren't under spotlight. Everybody's Instagram no. ready all the time now. And yeah. um, they're obviously, everybody's a little bit more, I don't know, in touch with loads of things and they can mm. see what, what, but I do, yeah, I feel like everybody, but then again, at the same time, thinking back, I'm like, but maybe we were cool. <laughs> maybe we <laughs> in were. In our own way. Yeah. And now it's just not cool because it's not that time anymore. And now in 10 years time, those People who are like 21, 22, who are like, yeah. cool, or like 18, 16, 17, they're all going to be like, God, we weren't very cool, were we? Like, <laughs> is that how it works? I don't know. Maybe yeah, I feel like, I mean, I hope that's how it works. No, I definitely was not cool at all. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, it's even mad, like how you're like, you know, mentioned about now, like there's people like, you know, think like i know like one of the guys i'm living with at the moment like he's a primary school teacher kids at christmas like literally i think they're like junior infants are asking for like um ring lights and like stands to put their phones on to mm-hmm. film everything like trying to think back to that stage like so i mean ahead of your time Stephen. Honestly. I, well <laughs> this is the, i always say the things that I, I was like mad about when i was like 15 16 um are the things that now are cool. But back then I was a loser. I was an absolute utter loser. <laughs> and I remember I went back and, yeah, I went back and did the leaving suit for a documentary there two years ago. And sitting in the classroom, talking to some of the students, I was like, what do you want to do when you're older? And a lot of them were like, oh, I want to be a YouTuber. And I was like, 
<laughs> I felt like I was like, do you know I paved the way for this? Do you know you wouldn't be able to say that right now? Why didn't you know I didn't go through the bullying and the torment and the, you wouldn't be able to say that? <laughs> it was like it was back then it was like a weird people used to bully me on msn being like why are you talking about yourself oh. on the internet why you i know msn you know be one of me ttyl oh my um, god wow but people used to like come on on private accounts and stuff and send me messages being like you should delete this video you said this or about whatever that's these are gonna see you and just stuff mm. like that that was really just you know kids being kids i get it and there yeah. was a kid who was doing something that was out of the ordinary and it wasn't it, it didn't look normal. Also, at the time, it would the internet in people's minds was just filled with you know nerds and perverts. I think that's yeah. literally what people's mind was. <laughs> so it wasn't something that you know for me it was it was a place of discovery. I could go onto the mm. internet for a couple of hours a night and learn about loads of things, but also get into a community, see people from around the world. Like I said, mm. explore my sexuality in a way that you know I was talking to friends who were my age in other countries and um watch content from them on youtube as well and, and all that sort of stuff so it was a real sort of character finding thing for me when i was younger um in that regard but that couldn't be seen by anyone so like i was mad into video games as a teenager now that's cool everyone loves video games back then it was like <laughs> like yeah. I, play, I spent hundreds of hours on this game called morrowind and people used to tease me about it in school Morrowind <laughs> went on and became Skyrim, which became Oblivion and all those sort of games. And now everyone's like, oh, I've been playing Skyrim. Like, you, you, <laughs> And now they're making, like, money off it as well. Like, geez, like, little little careers, you know? Like, oh. it's Now people are playing U- games on YouTube and they're cool. I'm like, yeah, the two things. <laughs> but it is. It's, 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 it's funny to think yeah. about. It is funny to think about just that. Um, and also, at the same time, it is someone recognized that I got into the work and put it is so funny that um, the things that the teenagers now are saying, you know, they want to be when they're older are things that actually got me bullied as a teenager, which is mad. Like, I just find it so mind-blowing because I had to justify it. I had to justify it for so long. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, yeah. And then you get people now who are like, why aren't you doing that anymore? That's pretty, pretty. I'm like, stop doing it because you told me I was a loser. <laughs> <laughs> Vans just bursting <laughs> but no it's, it's oh, all good um, I really yeah I, I'm glad I stuck to it and actually when I think back about it considering how much of a nervous mm. teenager I was and how putting myself out there scared the hell out of me like honestly I, I always wanted to do acting or go for the school play or the panto yeah. and things like that but I always felt like oh god everyone will look at me and laugh at me or they'll I even thought in my head sometimes that maybe it would out my sexuality at the time and I was in the closet because I thought oh acting's gay isn't it <laughs> like you know so like those sort of things just really would but YouTube was like an outlet that I found and then even when it started to do well and people started to find out about it the fact that I stuck to my guns and didn't think about what well, just at least ignored what people were thought, even when they were bullying me, and mm. I decided to go to another school and all that sort of stuff. I like it does give me this sense of pride because I know how, sort of how lost I was as a, a teenager. And so I'm like, oh, fair play, fair, fair play. Like, yeah. um, because it, yeah. it that can't be the most easiest thing for you know have a whole class of people kind of laughing at what you're doing and, and not understanding it, and then still sticking to it. So, um, yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, but it wasn't great. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, maybe like this is like a good like feed into the next question. I kind of have because <laughs> I feel like you just relived through quite a lot of trauma there. Yeah, I just but, went there. Uh, I was, like literally, yeah, wasn't you just even went there. It's fine. Yeah, it was just, yeah. My eyes were flashing. I was like back in that classroom again. <laughs> but I suppose, like, from I mean, like. As you said, such like a precarious kind of like thing that like like people never knew that like that's where like this kind of whole career could lead to and stuff like this. It being in this whole kind of world of media and stuff like, have there been any major standout moments that like come from this like you know eclectic career like between any avenue that you've been going down so far that you probably never thought like you never imagined could have happened before or like is it like is there any like standout moments that you like? I mean, even like tonight where you kind of like are like look back on you being like. Oh dear God! Like, like, how the hell was like I let to do that? Like, yeah. or maybe, maybe, maybe it's going on to interviews. My God, this could be the stuff. Like, yeah, who knows? Well, that's the getting. Yeah, that's the getting. Yeah, it's so. the getting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I think. Yeah, I th- well, I think I never would have thought I'd go back and do the leaving cert again. So that was yeah. definitely a, a thing that was like a oh wow. This is am I back? I'm back where I began. Um, but I think in just in terms of anything, Oscars like st- stepping foot on the red carpet for the Oscars will always be um, oh. a surreal, insane experience. And the year that it like I, I've done eight of them now, so like that's that's mind blowing. That's because that's just like wait, at, at what point did it become normal? And it, I think it was only about. Six or seven years in the seventh year, where I kind of was like, "All right, all right, we got to go over here. We got to do this," blah, 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 and just went into pure overdrive mode, and then just stopped and turned around and looked at like my producer and went, "This, <laughs> this is normal now." <laughs> and there was that, but then it all sunk in again. And and but it is funny how like once you've done that a number of times, even you're kind of like, "Oh yeah, I know where everything is, and it's all brilliant." But it does. That's the one thing that never ever ever will become in any way normal and um i'll always remember that first moment of getting on the red carpet and literally just being like what the hell and calling my sister and being like i'm what's going on because we used to watch it every year together and take bets on it with each other and whoever lost it to buy the pizza and all that sort of stuff so as the film fan that was that's a religious thing that's like how did and i ended up there cheekily i applied for the uh, the accreditation and access to the oscars without telling rt and then went to them and said hey i got access to this and um i don't know if i i I'm, we can't go because it's gonna be expensive and yeah probably not and then they were like see we pay for the coverage every year or they're at least a media partner so they they air the oscars every year so they, they purchase that or whatever and they were like we like we can't just not go we have to set a priest like we have to like if we ask for access and then revoke it we look bad and i was like so what you're saying is and they went well show us the papers and stuff and they were like well, well since your name's on all this and it's, you have to go yeah we have to send you <laughs> so i fully just absolutely that was something i created for myself carved for myself out of just being cheeky as hell when i was 22 and just went i'm gonna i'm just gonna put my name on that see if see if, see if they'd accept me not see if a word she would send me but see if they'd accept me and then they did and then it was like all right so and then that spurred eight years um i'm sure we won't go next year obviously because everything um with the pandemic and i don't think i feel safe kind of traveling and it just mm. wouldn't be right but like that's totally like you know it, it i never would have thought that i'd be still there eight years later and and we'll have have had all the memories kind of that we've had over all that time from from heading over so i think that's the real sort of that's the one thing and when someone scrolls through your instagram they go Wah! like that's a <laughs> 
<laughs> because it's it's not something that you know it, it it's the only thing i've ever really been at where you feel like you're in the center of conversation of something that's happening on twitter all around the yeah. world and you see people's tweets and people posting photos of the red carpet and people fo- posting about the awards and you're there in the room and it's it's very much a, a just a, a like a, a pinch a, me moment like. yeah you're just constantly just like what's going on what is going on god god love your producers like i mean first calling up you being like fuck off next thing's being like oh yeah um yeah sorry um you guys are like chill with like you know like, like the oh. answers i just like answer they're like steven why do you keep putting us in this situation <laughs> yeah can i do the leaving sir can i do that yeah like, i don't think yeah it's not even the most conventional uh 13 years but i mean it's, it's that fun. Seems to be, yeah i mean at least you're saying true you know what i mean to character anyways oh yeah I told you best. hurricane a hurricane <laughs> <laughs> and i suppose like not to like bring up any kind of dapper on it or at all but like from the opposite spectrum like have there been any major horror stories from working in the industry that i thought like you never thought would have happened like i mean i suppose one of the ones that like i mean i was talking to like um another like uh old work colleague as well as mm. Roy Cash and journalist he would like be kind of in like the press yeah oh no like I've, I've so travelled well. hundreds of yeah. times with Rory in the past I know Rory very well oh there we go yeah <laughs> um but like it's funny like it has kind of like has there been any like horror stories because it seems like you know as you said Oscars like you know these like mad situations that you just never find yourself in to talk to people that you're literally like like you literally yeah. like getting tongue-tied thinking afterwards like is there any kind of like like has there been any kind of like major like downfalls I mean apart from that kind of like the initial starting up and you like obviously because that like progressed on to like being like very happily successful but the like the things um, that have gone wrong basically yeah I'm really trying to like like twirl my way around and be like smell yeah. the fucking tea yeah exactly <laughs> if appropriate and you won't get done for slander yeah no 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 um in terms of interviews or in terms of well, I mean, anything. Yeah, I suppose any kind of horror stories. I mean, exactly I've had some, for. yeah. No, it's like, <laughs> again, I said a hurricane. I'm seeing something pop to mind. I'm seeing, like, like, the eyes brighten up and men, going. Men, <laughs> there's a couple of things here. I tend to, like, people always say to me, they're like, Stephen, so many things go wrong for you. And I'm like, yeah, but so many things go right. So it's a yin and a yang. So like, <laughs> yeah. all the time. Like, my housemate, when he moved in, he was like, the first week we were, he was here, I was showing him around the area. I was like, oh, that's where I got knocked down. That's where I got, he was like, what? <laughs> so like i like I, I do i am a klutz i am an overall and utter klutz things always happen to me my teeth are fake because i fell on a bowling ball uh i knocked them out again at coachella like i'm i'm uh, one of those sort of yeah <laughs> oh so, wow now no, i'm really glad i'm asking this question now I'm so very certain... i feel like you've hyped it up now you gotta give me some gold standard horror stories I like s- stood up after an interview once um with Kenneth Branagh and uh, had a, uh, whacked my head off the light and knocked myself out and uh, <laughs> had a concussion that kept me out of work for two months um, and was so disorientated after I got hit in the head by the light that I looked at him and kind of forgot where I was for that second and was like <laughs> and I as a obviously Harry Potter fan and not realizing that I just interviewed and spoken to this man for the last five minutes went Gilderoy. And he was like, what? And I was like, <laughs> I thought I died. And all of a sudden, Gilderoy Lockhart from Harry Potter was standing in front of me and all that. So that was bad. But that, I mean, it's horrific. That was, again, that was a concussion that then lasted me two years of 
I constant pain and things that like I couldn't be in certain lights and situations like my eyesight was blurred I was forgetting things for two years but like again I'm like funny story so whatever yeah I mean as well quite like on brand with being like you know meet Gilderoy Lockhart yeah memory churn fucked you yeah yeah, Jesus. yeah. <laughs> exactly. maybe he's like really like maybe he's like really committed to like he's like just such a potter nerd you know that kind of way you I didn't even like, think about what? that crazy because <laughs> he doesn't know who he is anymore so I mean like yeah I mean, it is really when it comes to like live tv and stuff first time i was ever on live tv i was thrown into it i got the job on a friday they put me on youtube on the monday with no experience i was 18 years of age i had no idea what i was doing and i was linking into the simpsons and i went now it's time for the simpsons 13 <laughs> seconds of silence I, <laughs> it's one of the most horrific things in the entire world apart from the fact that i look like Edward Cullen and Elvis had the love child. Like I, I, the, whatever I'm wearing and my hair is, I'm just like, wow, <laughs> like, it's just horrific. But I'm sitting there for 13 and a half seconds. I think it is, which feels like two minutes. Um, and my, my producers in my ear trying to protect me. And she's like, Oh, it's frozen. I don't know what's wrong with it. The screen's frozen. We had a fish tank in the studio and she started to realize the fish were moving. And I just didn't oh. know what to do. Like now, obviously, I'd be like, "Now it's time for the Simpsons," and I'd, you know, like be yeah. like, "Oh, it's not happening." Cover one sec. Okay, we'll get to the we'll, yeah. we'll get to that in a second, and we'll go to this, and we'll do whatever. Mm. But <laughs> let me tell you a quick I, anecdote no. where I can cost myself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, like I just was like staring at the screen in front of at that time. I think it was three hundred fifty thousand people for like fifteen seconds looking like just an absolute and then oh, her yelling God. in my ear going it's fine it's fine it's fine the fish are moving the fish are moving and then me going uh, and then it just goes straight <laughs> to the Simpsons. like so that was the best lesson i think that, that could have happened um because i was thrown in the deep end and then all of a sudden it all went wrong and i i realized that i had to get better in order to <laughs> to not rely on technology and things like that. And if things will always go wrong, I mean, look at the Oscars, you know, La La Land and Moonlight, things will go wrong, even at the biggest yeah. event in the world. So if, if things, you have to learn to, to be calm under pressure. And that's the, I think that's the key, one of the keys to presenting, just be, if something goes wrong, not panicking and not showing. Like yeah. so many things go wrong, wrong on radio all the time. And you're just like, you're like, oh my God, that was a shit show. That was an absolute <laughs> shit show. And then you listen back to you and you're like, geez, you'd have no idea. And it's because, you, you know, you can have, you can, work, you can work things out. And as long as you have kind of a calm head, it's all fine. Um, yeah. But yeah, but so like loads of like things like that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm it's an accident waiting to happen 90% of the time. Like 100 My teeth have fallen out on air. <laughs> Okay, radio or TV now? Okay, because that's like... that. What? What the fuck, Stephen? Jesus Christ. I mean, like, again, like, I mean, beautiful content. My, like, French kiss. Like, oh, stunning. Oh, they've fallen out but- someone's mouth before while I was kissing them as well. <laughs> How are you still surviving? What the no. I broke my teeth when I was 12 on a bowling ball. I fell on a bowling ball on my first day of school, secondary school. And um, they were on a school trip and I fell face first on the bowling ball and smashed them. <laughs> so that was Q5, six years of them being knocked out football, playing football as a teenager. And then... Um, like, what what teeth are we talking here? Are we talking like like front, like, or like... Oh, my two, like... my two front teeth. Yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, pretty bad. You... And then, Sorry, that is like my worst fear as well. Yeah, like, I know. That's why, like, you know, I'm just used to like... it now. 
I'm so used to it now. Yeah, because that... I'm just, it's just normalized now. Yeah, like every... Oh, oh. <laughs> like, it'd be, like, I remember I was running through an airport once and uh, I had these uh, ones that were just being kept in slightly because um, there was nothing left to hold on to. And I've been going through, like, actually the last three years and have surgeries every bloody three months to try and fix it, which is quite annoying. But I'm like, it's fine. I'm used to it now. It's fine. And we'll get there. I think I hopefully we'll have it done in like two months. But I broke them again two years ago at a music festival. Um, and then ever since then, it's just been uh, this whole thing of like, I had a brace with like fake teeth in them for three months. But when I was like, about 223, they fell out while I was on TV and I had to do the rest of the show as my co-presenter was like, we're live. Uh, she was like, and uh, what do you think about blah, blah, blah. And I'd be like, yeah. 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 I looked like I was having a stroke. I looked like I was having a stroke. Move the mic right away, but no, 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 no. So there was that. And then on radio, yeah, they were, uh, after they broke out of the festival like three years ago, um, two years ago, sorry, they just, they, they fixed them and then it was, I had to get like root canals and implants and all this sort of technical teeth stuff and all that to, to fix them because there was no teeth left, basically. There was nothing left to do for the things to stick on to. But um, I was yeah, on air with, with Afric um, in 2FM one day and I just spat them out at her. <laughs> <laughs> and that that wasn't too yeah that wasn't too lovely jeez St- steven's in some mood today he's fucking spitting teeth, spitting teeth so it's like us. yeah god the neck and i'm like the god love your fu- <laughs> <laughs> sorry god love your dentist as well like they must just be like man come on now <laughs> like oh I, I i'm on speed dial now because like it was <laughs> i was running through the airport once and it was around that time they were falling out all the time and it was like honestly every two weeks they were falling out and they were like there's nothing we can do because we're waiting for your to heal after whatever surgery i had basically so they um like for the implants and stuff it takes like three months for implant all this technical stuff thing. and it's not like i wish it was cosmetic every time i'm like i'm in the dentist people they're like oh, we got your teeth done i'm like no i wish it was that like this is <laughs> This has been two years of nonstop um, all surgery and everything. But I was running through the airport once and I, they fell out of my mouth as I was running to a gate. And as I turned around, <laughs> someone picked them up and I was like, this, like someone picking up your teeth. And then I saw who it was. Sorry, Sorry I believe you've dropped, dropped your, teeth. your teeth. It was the happy pair twins. Oh God! Oh, Sorry, like, dude. You forgot. Your, you lost your teeth, and I was like, "Am I dead? Am I dead? Is this? Is this? Have I? I, I constantly think I'm dead, and I'm like, there's we, we some, some sort of grit. simulation thing that's happening because that's how who turns around and sees the happy pair twins holding their teeth. That is not something that happens ever to anyone other than me. <laughs> But I mean, what a beautiful icebreaker, though. Yeah, and then they'll be like, "Actually, seem we've got some like organic, you know, vegan like overnight yeah, cords up, like yeah. fix them, right it back." Yeah, you can like jam. <laughs> oh, they they once fell out before an interview with Brie Larson, and I tried to stick in like this. Is how desperate I was, I was like, "How do I hide this?" I tried to put extra it. chewing gum in there to make it look I like was a tooth. About to say. <laughs> <laughs> And I realized in that moment that my own teeth aren't that white because that no. extra tooth was very white. <laughs> um, yeah, it was. Yeah, it's been a nonstop journey. And it actually did. Like when I think about it, I'm going to bring it down a little bit. We're going to bring it down. It did hit my mental health quite hard when they started falling out all the time because it was, it, 
you just didn't know when, or even like I had this like a retainer in my mouth that the teeth were in for a little while while this, the gum was healing. And like there was, mm. I'd been at award shows with, you know, having dinner with people and stuff like that. And you'd be like, I actually have to physically take my teeth out of my mouth to eat because I can't eat with the, the brace. So there was like, it's hilarious. Oh. But at the same time, it was awful. It was awful. But at least now, like I'm nearly there and these won't fall out and I'm getting final surgery sling for like a month and it's another implant and all this sort of stuff. <laughs> then I'll be able to, be like that was hilarious yeah that was yeah, yeah. Hilarious. and even like i lost the tooth the, the the second time in like after i ended up randomly at a, a party in in skrillex the dj's house in la and that's <laughs> that's where i lost them back the last time so it's like the whole story of it is just like <laughs> so it's 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 the most random thing but like my teeth have been the bane of my existence for honestly 18 years of my life and i'm so glad that they're nearly done and i can't wait to laugh at every single moment yeah exactly um, yeah i mean at least we're laughing now yeah like yeah, if, yeah or you cry i get you i get you but I, tears, but we're all good we're all we're all grand yeah I mean, it's, 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 you can't not laugh at the happy pair twins picking up your teeth in an airport while you're trying to run to a gate and trying to understand what is going on and then genuinely being on that flight for like whatever i think i was going to america being on the flight for like 10 hours and being like I'm dead, am I? I died like two years ago and this is all, something's playing out here because this is not, this is not normal. But anyway. But... <laughs> Sorry, that's so I know. I've never told anyone that. I've never... <laughs> there you go. <laughs> like I said, hurricane, oh. hurricane. Well... Gosh, that bombshell. We're going to bring it on home now. I, okay, so I mean, from, I mean, interviewing some of the most crazy people in the world to your tape fallout and like, you know, blanking on air. Oh my God, sorry. Um, like, I like, I'm almost afraid to ask, but what does the future hold for Stephen? <laughs> Hopefully, <laughs> Lots of are there teeth. any? Yeah, are there any big five year plans or like any big goals that you want to achieve that you haven't yet? Or are you just hoping to survive? Like, because honestly, mean, <laughs> at this stage, yeah, like, I mean, it seems like it's been it's been a rocky road. Like, <laughs> like sorry, I hope you you just hope for some fucking normality for a hot second. Like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, twenty. Like that's the thing. I'm like twenty twenty. Yeah, I'm always like it's not been that bad, you know. And you know, it's obviously you know, it's I've looked, you know, my family are safe and and. I mean, I've been healthy and you know it's been a tough year for many people and, and all that but I feel like I've been in a fortunate position but then like I was thinking like I got hit by a car in July <laughs> so I'm like I was cycling over I got hit by a car and I hit and run I'm like those things still happen like but I just don't think about them I'm very much water off the back and something like that happens I'm like oh yeah that's like I just don't overthink anything that's too traumatic and uh maybe I should maybe I do need to go to like a therapist and, and work through the things that are are, are probably piling up because one day I might just break down but yeah no if I'm thinking of the future uh I think it changes all the time so I think especially this year 2020 has been a real incredible year because uh for me like I was always sort of panicking about what's next and what I'm thinking about the next documentary and I pitched one that was I was hoping to make before the first lockdown and then that obviously didn't happen. Um, so it kind of taught me just to much to, to live with myself a little bit more and not be so hard on myself um, all the time and enjoy the moment rather than trying to focus too much on the future like I had been for so long. And um, 
yeah so i think i, I think i don't know i feel like I, i've had the opportunity to, to, to i think we all did probably to be with ourselves a lot more this year and get mm. to know ourselves better in a way and i think i really needed that so um i feel a lot more present now so the next five years i have no idea i definitely want to make um a feature documentary that's probably in my goals just personally um and yeah like just continue with radio and 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 hopefully but yeah i think probably a a feature doc and and get something like that that's maybe at festivals internationally and stuff that would be that'd be really good fun and one that's not about me and my trauma that would be great (laughs) (laughs) i feel like you deserve that at this stage do you know what i mean like (laughs) you'll see it next next documentary (laughs) teeth (laughs) like oh (laughs) <laughs> but I suppose yeah like I mean if anything's to go off like how far you know the crazy that, you, that you've done because you're somebody that I would look up to so much as well like just between like the Thank cool you. shit that you like that you're doing like I mean and like like I, I'm okay well maybe some of the traumatizing stories you, I feel like you kind of deserve the wins you know after so oh, like, I, like I the, say it all yeah. the time I said to my house myself like someone like downstairs like uh, people my friends are always like that's the most Stephen Byrne thing in the <laughs> world and it's true but I'm like uh, whenever something really bad happens like but I get really good luck anytime yeah. I'm like <laughs> anytime something really bad happens I'm like but I went to the Oscars like yeah. so um, and you know I'm lucky I've got great family great friends and all this stuff so when things you know that do happen it's always it's always like fun. I remember calling my dad after I, mean, I got hit by the car in July and you know, I called him it was like midnight I was like can you pick me up and he was like yeah yeah are like you physically yeah <laughs> you're, I was you're like, like yeah like ambulance yeah, yeah like no I'm <laughs> I know I'm, uh, yeah, no, I, uh, I, I got hit by a car. And he was like, <laughs> what? But they just don't question anymore. They, like, I, I, obviously the concussion with the light, I split my head open falling down the stairs in um, a restaurant in town. And uh, very funnily enough, uh, it was, I got an event thing and um, like I was bleed, like pouring blood down my face. And um, I was, I, I was like, can somebody get blown it? somebody get blonded and they went upstairs to get blonded like they the staff went up to, like i was asking for blonde tracy and uh they brought in blonde Cuffy. i don't know if you know blonde Cuffy. um she's presenting or she as well she came down she was like i was like oh my god i love her in a bit but she was just like we need to get help i was like ah! Because <laughs> I knew she was just gonna be like, but she mammied me and she was brilliant. And then Blonde Traces came down as well, and it was gas. Um, uh, I love them both, um, but it was just so funny because I just wasn't expecting Blonde Tracy. I was like, what's Blonde Coffee doing here? <laughs> Again, the weirdest yeah. situation. But like, I'm I, happy yeah. for her right behind them. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. People just showing up at all these these weird moments but like i was already in a plane <laughs> crash once before like I'm, it's, it's, I'm jesus steven okay no sorry like literally base there for the next five years fucking survive for the like for the sake of like for sake yourself like god i hope you're like that yeah i mean i, I know there'll be like so much more successes i just hope that you make it like, yeah, I, but i mean if you can make it through 2020 jesus yeah i mean feel like because i haven't actually you know taken stock in a while and actually thought i mean when people do say those things they go do you have a lot of bad luck? <laughs> I, d- I don't ever go, yeah, it seems so I'm like, nah, <laughs> no. Whereas then nah, I'm like, nah. That's good. No, you're being over dramatic. Like, yeah. God. I get it. It's, I, it's Murphy's <laughs> Law, though, always. It's like, if things can go wrong, they will. And that's fine, you know? Like, I, I, 
if as I always look on those sort of things as a story. So and something you know happens, I'm like, well, that's a funny story at least to tell. Yeah. Um, like it's just, yeah, like it's just yeah, great. Like I, I'm, if things can go right, like my mom's always like, oh god, I can just like. <laughs> hear her voice when i'm calling her at an airport being like i i was robbed everyone they took everything like it happened in chicago <laughs> fell asleep in an airport and i woke up and i had nothing like you know and i was and then my flight was canceled and i was stuck in the airport for 48 hours like it, it, things like that just happen all the time but it's funny and it's fine it's, and i can look on it and be like ha 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 <laughs> Well, I mean, yeah, like Stephen, God, I mean, I like you're probably. I mean, one of the most resilient people I've ever chatted to in terms of fucking like going into this career, like and worth fucking having everything between, like the that, you, like even surviving, getting knocked down, like Jesus Christ. Even, it's probably even all my fault, the, though. Like when we think about it, like could I have prevented falling on that bowling ball? Maybe. I probably have. <laughs> could I have prevented yeah. the uh, knocking my teeth out at a uh, music festival? Yeah, I mean, I could. Yeah. <laughs> could I have prevented running down that stairs and splitting my head open? Of course, yes, that was totally my fault. Could I have prevented standing up and hitting that light? Yeah, if I was aware of my surroundings a bit more than one hundred percent. Could I have prevented being hit by the car? No, it was his fault. <laughs> <laughs> Um, could I could I have prevented yeah. yeah being like yeah just like reliving all my traumas by like not chatting to some specky kid <laughs> on the internet absolutely but you know what again uh, best for great stories but I mean on that like note like I like I feel like you've been like one of the most open like Jesus <laughs> guests I've ever had which I'm so grateful for it like uh, and I'm course. just so grateful for you coming on and sharing the life's like the traumas like the ups and downs of your life like oh my goodness and um i'm just so grateful that um yeah like you decided to come on and have the chance to be on the show like honestly like i i fucking appreciate it so much like ah thank you so much for having me but like if anybody i suppose wants to keep up with yourself and uh maybe wants to yeah see stay in touch with you know next time that you get hit by a car or just anything (laughs) Like I don't want to put say that put it out there, but on the rare occasion, on the rare occasion that somebody has found you from this podcast and they want to follow you and they want to get to know you, uh, work on it. Drop, uh, drop your lines. Where where can you be found? If anybody was affected by anything mentioned in this podcast, (laughs) yeah. Do not send a message to at Stephen Byrne on Twitter or Instagram. Um, You can also catch my radio show, which is Saturday and Sunday, three o'clock on Two FM. Yeah. So that's yeah. And is there any charity that like you can, like we can like donate two pound a month like or to something? help? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, we're all good. Oh, God, sir. Well, I mean, this has been um, a heck of a fun day for for me and uh, I've had for you as well. Like, I told you, hurricane, Christ. absolutely hurricane, hurricane absolutely. <laughs> But um, thank you so much again for coming on the show. And um, yeah, I can't wait to see what stories he, he come up with. Next. I can't wait to see where you go from here, honestly, because um, I can only go up. I mean, Jesus. well, 
you know, like I said, good things and bad things. Good things and bad good things. things and twenty twenty has been a good things and somewhat because I've had to stay in the house and nothing dangerous can really happen in the house. So yeah, it's, yeah, it's all good. Uh, thank I mean, you so I, much. I, at least I won't be boring. We we'll know that, anyways. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> all right, Stephen. Here, I'll see you later. <laughs> Talk to you. Thank you so much again for tuning in to another episode of Finterviews. Do remember to give us a like, share, subscribe and a five star rating on whatever listening platform you're on. It honestly really does help and it lets me know that I'm not completely screwing this up. (laughs) And also, if you have any ideas of guests who you think would be great to have on the show, you can get in touch. I'm on socials, on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. It's Finterviews, Finterviews underscore podcast or Finterviews pod. You'll find me somewhere if you just type in Finterviews. So once again, just thank you so much for tuning in to this year that has been Finterviews. And yeah, I can't wait to chat you in the new year. Have a good one. Stay safe. I'll see you later. Bye. <laughs>